My name is Bella Barani. And my name is Will Courtney. Welcome to Popscast. Welcome to Popscast. This is your go-to Riverdale companion series. In each episode, we'll break down what we just watched, talk about that moment, and discuss our theories into the next episode. Me personally, I love Riverdale. Me, not so much. In this podcast, you'll be getting two sides of the coin. The optimist looking for the next crazy thing. Me. And the pessimist not so eagerly awaiting it. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Spoilers ahead. All right, y'all ready? Just make some noise, put your hands together. The So my first uh, impression of the episode was, honestly, my mind was just blank. Because nothing, <laughs> this episode, to me, it was like, oh, they're trying to gradually get me invested. But there were so many different plot lines that I was kind of like, where are they heading this episode? And I think my biggest impression is just confusion. Yeah, and this episode was uh, season five, episode one, titled Climax, which I think is the weirdest name you could have named the episode. But um yeah, it was, I, I, I can definitely agree with you. It, there was a lot, a lot happening in that episode. And I don't know how I feel about it entirely. There was some cool parts and then there were some not so cool parts, in my opinion. Um, yeah, overall, I think it was a kind of meh episode. Uh, they're doing things that I don't like already, which is great. But I think we should really jump into it pretty early. So, Bella, you did not like the episode or you like? Um, it's, I liked, so there's multiple episodes of Riverdale in the past where I was like, I cannot watch this. Like, I just have to skip this. It's so bad to watch right now. And this episode wasn't like that, but it definitely was boring. Like I, I like the end of it more, but it wasn't my fave. Um, so I can go. I'm actually maybe the other way. I actually hated the ending, but, um, all right. Well, you know what? Let's just jump into it. I'm excited to hear this. Interesting. Okay, so we first start off with a recap of last um uh see last season. And the one thing that I was left with was what happened to Alice was the big thing and I forgot and I still don't know what happened to her. We later on in the episode see that she is not dead. She's still alive. But did Alice die or something? I don't know cuz I remember she was like gone in the FBI. They couldn't find her oh. and they didn't do they didn't do a recap about what happened to her. So I was so confused because all of a sudden she just appeared randomly. And I was like, oh, there's Alice. Okay. Okay. That was the one thing that that was like the first thing that started off the episode was where's Alice? That was my beginning question. But after that, we actually start. um, Mr. Honey has not been killed, but the tape, there's a tape of him being killed. So he's threatened. Um, Jughead is book at inspo is like inspo for the killing video. Um, so then they find these tickets that are leading back to the record store where this tape is supposedly from. But um, really quickly before that as well, Jughead says that this person, he dubs the name the auteur. He dubs it at the very beginning oh, of the yeah. episode. And uh, if you don't know, an auteur is someone who's really, really good at making films, uh, such as, I don't know. Um, I actually can't think of any directors. Uh I can't think of any directors off the top of my head, but the guy who made Quentin uh, Tarantino. No, he's not an auteur. Um, but uh, <laughs> Stan- Stanley Kubrick, Stan- Stanley Kubrick, the guy who made The Shining, uh, Clockwork Orange, uh, others. <laughs> but um, 
I, I don't like it because they're all wearing like the comic masks. And I'm not I'm not down for that. I'm not down for calling it the auteur. I just think it's kind of lame. What would you want it to be called? I don't know, like the the puppet master or something. Cause <laughs> no. I don't I don't know. Now, now that I say it out loud, it's kind of stupid. But I just I just think the auteur is so lame. I, I agree. I think it's lame, but I think I feel like we need to get a little more information on who this character is and then to decide a proper sure. name for him. You sure. know? Yeah. <laughs> so then we take a total segue and we go move on to Hiram. So if last season he was diagnosed with this disease and it made him really weak, but his doctor said he's getting stronger, that he's beating this disease. Which and then we learn, yeah, then we, that we learn it's from fighting and assaulting people on the streets, which I think is so unrealistic. Yeah. So strange. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that was um, such a strange point. So, so I will say this, they didn't really, I think they kind of set it up at the very, very end of last season that, his he was getting sick but he would fight people on the streets and he gets better because of it which is so backwards but anyways um at the beginning of this season uh because Hiram's like dying from this disease it's not like he's like gonna be immobile he's legitimately his heart's gonna stop um (laughs) so anyways Veronica comes home his dad her dad is like hey I'm getting better and then she's like I don't believe you they cut to a different scene and then they jump back and then she's like, I call the doctor and I believe you now. <laughs> Which, Which is so weird. It's <laughs> so weird. It's I, I get I honestly get that she doesn't trust her dad, but I think it's weird to like at face value, like someone says, I'm getting better, and they're like, I don't believe you. Let me call your doctor. <laughs> and then and the and we'll thing see is about it, that. Yeah, and the thing is too, is that like he is walking physical evidence. Like he couldn't hold that mug. Mm-hmm. And now his hand is just fine. Like, I understand, don't believe. But it's such a weird thing to be like, doctor, doctor, is my dad okay? Which, honestly, I don't even think they're allowed to say anything as a doctor. I don't but... know, because she is family, technically. Um, I know, I but I saw Violet they... but I, I don't know. I feel like it's just weird. I don't it's have my mom's doctor dumb. on. It's super yeah. dumb. And they yeah. do it, like, in the next scene as well. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. you learn it at the end of the episode, like, I did research and you're actually okay. Cause that's what Riverdale does at the end of the day. They dedicate like a whole episode to just something that someone says that's true. You know? Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. But I think it's weird. And then in addition to that, Veronica, at the end of the phone call to the doctor, she says TTFN, which I have. Oh, no I idea. noticed that too. What does I that mean? Was like what? I talked to TTFN. Thank no. Thanks. Talk for now. <laughs> it is. I was like, why is she saying that to a doctor? First of all, I don't even know what that means. I gonna, don't know if a doctor know what that means. Yeah, I was. I really. Doctor was like, was like what did you just say? Yeah, it was so strange. And uh, the thing is, her parents didn't question it either. They're just like, okay. Oh, I hate. I hate what it is. It's ta ta for it? now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's disgusting. Of course, it's Veronica who says that, right? That's she so, says it yes. out loud. It's not even like a text or anything. Ta-ta for now. That is literally... Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> I hate that. Um, Ooh, that ruined the whole episode for me. I think the whole episode is my least favorite now. Just because of that <laughs> four-letter phrase. Oh, God. It's awful. Um, two, two other things that I noticed. Veronica 
five seasons later is still calling her dad daddy and i hate it it <laughs> makes me very uncomfy um and i will be pissed if hiram lodge survives because that's so riverdale to do that that you just kill characters off screen when you, when they don't want to be on the show anymore or when something happens to them you know you mean when, you mean when he dies <laughs> maybe but <laughs> i they they riverdale has no guts at all when it comes to killing off characters i mean no no because hiram i think I understand why maybe keeping Hiram around for up until now, but he, and I think they're going to definitely use him as a pawn for Archie. And we'll talk about that later as we get further along the episode. Um, But I definitely think they're going to keep him around and I think they should have tried to kill him off and maybe found a different story plot that wasn't so unbearable to watch. But Mm. um, I don't think that's where they're going as of right now. Yeah. Um, but after the whole Hiram debacle, like getting stronger, ta-ta for now, like all that stuff, um, we go to see that the Blue Velvet owner, which again is the record store, whose name is David, doesn't know where the tickets are from, as he says. Um, then we cut away from him again, and then Mr. Weatherby's back at school, and he escaped the Colts. <laughs> and he has such a stupid response as well, because Betty asks him are you okay and then it cuts to a flashback of him without like the finger or whatever yes and and he says and i quote i make it through most nights not screaming (laughs) it's like whoa so the answer would be yes like i am okay i don't under okay oh my gosh i i think it's funny i think it's cool that he's back uh because i didn't like Mm -hmm. mr honey at all and i get that you weren't supposed to but i did like mr weatherby a lot um I liked him too, but I feel I'm really cautious about him. Mm-hmm. I, I am too. As, I mean, yeah. yeah. I definitely think they're going to try to do something very elaborate with him. I think he might die. Because he is bad. You I think so? Die. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I it stinks that we're not back to like season two. And I get it. Season two is a terrible season, but everyone was dying in season two. Like uh, Archie's fling teacher was was killed by the black hood the black hood was just yeah. killing someone every episode of like the beginning seasons which was really cool because it's like we should be scared of this guy but no definitely no one's died since i agree and, then, and i yeah and then the talk about gutless riverdale the whole last season was based that jughead's dead and he's not dead so i'm still mad i that. really i'm glad he didn't die this is just completely like mm. off topic, but I'm glad he did not die. Cause I, I, as cringy as he is, like I wear this beanie every day. I'm weird. Like I love that. So it's so I funny to grab me. my Chuck head beanie while I'm recording this in the future. Can you please? Yes. It, I'll go grab it in the future. It definitely fits. Yeah. Um. So after, so then we have this Cheryl. This is my favorite. Oh wait, no, never mind. This isn't my favorite. Okay. We're getting there though. I, I we're getting down. I'm so ready for this. So we have we're still at the school and Cheryl's running for prom queen for prom for oh my gosh. Cheryl is running for prom queen alongside Tony. Um and she said she's gonna be serpent queen. Um and then Kevin comes up and is like, Oh, me and uh Fangs are gonna run for prom court as well. And she's like, No, in my fantasy. 
everyone around me wants me to be queen. So then Kevin is like, okay, and walks away. Mm-hmm. And then, but like, I think that's, it's such a weird point to make. And they really emphasized it to me. And it has no substance later on. Like, yeah. Very little substance. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting. And it also says that Cheryl's a bad friend, which we knew that. We didn't need more evidence. Yeah, and I think we really find out a lot more about Cheryl later, like as a mm-hmm. character, um, and how she's kind of manipulative, um, especially oh, t- definitely Tony Topaz, um, which is a terrible name as well. But unless she's from the comics, if 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 she's from the comics, then I'll like give it a buy because all their names are kind of bad in the comics. Um, but let's move on. Um, I are we at the boxing match now? We're getting there. We're not oh, super. Come so, on. I want to talk so about the match. <laughs> so basically, K.O. Kelly is this guy who was competing against Archie uh, for a spot in the Naval Academy. And, and K.O. is his that... first name. K.O. is yeah. his first name. Yeah. They refer to him as K.O. Like, what is that name? I thought it was because, like, K.O. is like a boxing term. Like, it oh, is. like, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just like a but nickname. And then it's not like. Not- yeah like johnny kelly or whatever you know <laughs> yeah like ronnie then was like oh hey ko and i was like huh yeah. I was like that's his actual name but okay <laughs> but so we learned that uh veronica is actually kind of friends with ko because he's dating one of her best friends um so they both start training together and archie's like i'm stronger than you and they do all these like workouts and he's like i have more endurance and, and all that stuff a cardio beast by the way he was going off in those push-ups and pull-ups and (laughs) (laughs) sit-ups um so next again we got to a completely different scene so brett who i was at first i was like who is brett and then i remembered brett is a guy from last season who was like trying to hurt jughead because they went to the same school and i think they're trying to sacrifice him or whatever that storyline was um but so apparently brett sold his tapes to the blue velvet video um and uh, Betty and Jughead are talking to Brett while he's in prison and Brett lets them know that the only way to get to these videos to see the screenings is um, to bring a tape to David who again is the owner of the Blue Velvet but it needs to be a snuff tape mm-hmm. so now they're trying to make a snuff film they go to Cheryl for help mm-hmm. I, and... have a, I, I found a quote from that uh, Brett interview though um, that oh, yes. Jughead starts with that made me laugh uh, he says, look, Brett, I know you sold your sex tapes to the Blue Velvet video, which if if I was to literally join Riverdale this season, that would be the weirdest sentence ever, right? Because yeah. there was a whole yeah. big thing about how he collected sex tapes. But in addition to that, the reason, so Brett's obviously kind of not going to talk. He doesn't want to give anything away. And then Jughead says, we know someone named War Baby. And then that kind of like stirs him a little bit. Do we remember who War Baby is and what type of name is I, <laughs> No, I completely agree. I, I don't, I don't remember who that is. I don't, I assume maybe he was like a serpent yeah. in the past that we're, maybe we'll get to know more about mm-hmm. that person. Um, but I, I don't remember who that is. Mm-hmm. I don't think they expect us to remember who that is i hope not at least um but i definitely think they're going to use that later on to get more information out of him yeah um yeah but the the thing that i saw was so weird is like so they after they're going to make the snuff tapes they asked cheryl and i guess reggie and 
I for Reggie's outfit, I thought it was so weird. Yeah. And um I was just the, like I the, the the leather mask, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was like <laughs> um Re- like I literally have in my notes um Reggie, like that's the out like I just I don't know. It was weird. I just didn't I thought that was weird and no wonder which we later on find that David is not going to accept that tape. No wonder. Like <laughs> the outfits are just not it yeah <laughs> i will say it was interesting to see uh cheryl with brown hair though i thought she looked exactly like veronica i don't think so really when she walked in i was like wow she looks she really does look like veronica to me yeah um but anyway now we get to our next section so Kayo and archie even though they're in a competition they're very friendly towards each other they go to the veronica speak easy um, and then I literally have all caps where Veronica sings a song that Archie wrote for Betty. Yeah. And I go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's so awkward. Yeah. And then that <laughs> I was, was a just moment. like, yeah. And I also have like also Veronica, they really, she, they really want her to sing. Mm-hmm. And she's not a singer. No. And I don't know why they keep having her what sing. What happened to Josie? Like, wasn't that a whole thing? Like, we have Josie and the Pussycats in this show. Let's use them. Yeah, they. I think she left like season three, season two, or season three. I didn't say anything about it. I don't remember. Maybe but they did. I know. Wait, I don't think so because now Tone or Kevin and Josie are siblings or step siblings. They're step siblings, but I think Josie like left. Like I think they like sent her away somewhere. Okay. Well, goodbye, Josie. And and <laughs> I know for a fact the other pussycats were just erased entirely. Yeah. We miss Josie, though. She had a very lovely voice. Yes. But sure. anyway, I thought that was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's so awkward. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. Yeah, and then, that, that was a cool moment because Riverdale, always, like, like you said, um, they all they have a lot of obligatory singing. Like every every season they'll have like a musical episode. Um but this if one, there's actually, one this season, I'm gonna be so mad. I hate. I, I know. Episodes. I know there will be. They've had one in every season. Um, actually, I don't know because they're about to graduate. Actually, so I don't know if there will be one. But anyways, we go to. Um, I totally forgot where we're at, so I'll just let you continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So next, after this very awkward moment, we go over to Veronica and Cheryl. No, Tony and Cheryl. Sorry. Um, and they want to have dinner for prom with their families, but Tony is like, my family, she blame, first blames them off of being homophobic, um, which we later find, I don't, they didn't say they were homophobic, but we find out there's a different reason as to why she's more hesitant for, to allow them to meet Cheryl. Um, and then that's just a little snippet. And then we go right back to KO. Oh, actually, no. Yeah. We go back to a scene of KO and I even wrote in my notes. I actually like KO. Mm -hmm. I thought he would be a good addition to the episode because I think, and I know they're not going to keep him, but I think he actually keeps like Archie more in check Mm -hmm. because now he has an actual like physical competition that will keep him in check. And I actually think they would be really good, like a good balance for each other. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll keep him in, but I, I just wrote that in my notes. I liked him. My only issue with that is they've already had a character like that from last season where they had, um, Mad Dog. Mad Dog, yeah. He, I really liked Mad Dog, too. Um, I did like Mad Dog. I think, though, the difference absent, with Mad Dog yeah. is, like, I think it was more Archie trying to keep Mad Dog in check, and then mm. a little more because he had just come, like, 
it was like make we don't want you going back to jail yeah. i think mad dog did the same for archie a little bit too but i think it was a little more of a different relationship because they knew what they both had to lose if they both got out of check whereas i think archie's head is spinning so much right now and he's gonna do something bad and i think ko has like i don't know there's just something about ko that i really liked that i loved yeah. Mad dog i thought he was i thought he was a good character as well but i think I, um i i will say this though because the reason that betty or sorry that veronica was singing at the speakeasy was for archie and to give as they say a bunch of times give ko a good time which is a really weird way of saying that we could just go to the speakeasy but anyways yeah uh, i agree that was a little strange and um what what i thought was weird is they do a close-up on uh on ko when betty is singing or sorry, I keep messing them up. Uh, when Veronica's singing, and I mean, Kayo really looks like he's interested in her, but I agree. I completely yeah. agree. The way he kept making like I don't he's know, like, he kept like looking at her in a the, really like biting his lower lip, you know, that like that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I think later they kind of set it up um, that. I, I really don't know. I really don't know how they're... I, I just got a weird vibe from that scene overall, but including mm-hmm. KO. Is that really... Yeah. That was weird. KO is kind of weird to me, uh, but I do agree. I do cl- kind of like him. I think he's a very friendly person, as of right now. As of right um, now. Yeah. But then we go to Betty and Jughead. Uh, they try to get Kevin to go with them to the blue blue velvet theater to give david the snuff film because jughead was like i raided them so i can't go because he'll know who i am um so they give him the film are we no not yet they don't give him the film yet Uh-oh. then we go over then we go to tony's grandma and she the reason why she doesn't want cheryl is not because she's homophobic well we don't know for sure but not because she's homophobic but because she doesn't want Tony dating a Blossom because the Blossoms have done terrible things to her family in the past and she doesn't trust them. She doesn't want them, which I think is a fair mm-hmm. thing, but. But how, but how, how, how does her mom find out though? Um, That was her grandma, I think. Oh, so how does her grandma find out then? So she had mentioned that, uh, that her grandparents are the only people who knew that Tony was out. That's what she had mentioned ahead. And so I assume she already knew that, but she was like, I don't want Cheryl even coming over here because mm-hmm. she's a blossom and we do not want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's, then they kind of like leave it at that. They don't really go. I, I, I think you're, you're forgetting something though, because in it, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, because Cheryl goes to her grandma or her mom. Oh yeah. Behind the scenes during during all, all these thousands of cuts and talks <laughs> to her and then reports i mean cheryl literally went behind tony's back and behind what tony wanted which to me that's super manipulate manipulative manipulative oh my gosh that's the second time <laughs> i've had trouble saying a word today um i i, I don't think that's cool that was kind of lame on cheryl's part if you ask me no i completely agree and i but then again, it's like that goes back to manipulative thing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I can be manipulated very easily, which Cheryl definitely did. Because then it's like it's bad, but it's like I understand why. And Tony didn't seem unhappy in the relationship, you know. 
So I think Cheryl was trying to be like, listen, like I love her so much. So I want her to feel comfortable in this relationship and talk to her Nana. But I do agree with bad. Yeah. But I think it goes back to her character, like her character arc. Like I think her that's just a personality not... trait. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she, she says something later in the episode that is, that evokes kind of some Jason Blossom feelings for me. But um, yeah, for, for, for now we can, we can, leave it at that Cheryl's going behind Tony's back and her her wishes yeah definitely um so then after the whole grandma scene Betty and Kevin bring David a snuff film which is the film that they filmed with Reggie and Cheryl and he's like very suspicious of that he's like okay doesn't accept it he's like this is either fake or you're trying to con me um, but Betty brings a video and she's like, I know this one's for sure real. And it's the video, if you guys can remember, from a prior season, I think it was either the third or fourth season of her dad um, when he was younger of his mom saying, you have to be good. You have to be this. You have to be that. And he's like, can I play this at one of my screening videos? And well, he's like, kind of. He kind of says that. He says can I screen this at my film festival slash rave? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. And I'm immediately like, I'm in. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of those two things combined. Definitely. Um, but Betty was like, yeah, but I'm coming. So he's like, okay. So that's how that's our lead in to how she's going to get into this rave. Um, but then we cut to commercial and we come back and when we come back, it's, Archie and KO are boxing, and this is your scene. So lay it all out. So I am of the opinion, and I'm not sure if a lot of people also agree with me, but I really liked the boxing scenes last season or the season before that. And um, do I think it's un unrealistic that Archie owns a boxing ring? I really do think that's super unrealistic. But all their boxing scenes have been pretty good, and I really like the boxing scene where uh he's going against all the guys for the gargoyle king or whatever it was um just all those goons like one after another i i i like that scene a lot however this scene was really bad on a number of reasons um for one and i don't know if i've heard this before but the punches sounded so absolutely fake they sounded like cartoon <laughs> batman punches it they were terrible but in addition to that I just don't feel like it was shot as well as the other ones. I mean, it was just doing flat angles, no moving dolly, no upper angles. I mean, it, I, I just really didn't like it. It got a little bit better at the end, but even by that point, the damage was already done. The boxing scenes weren't very good. Um, it, well, I feel like that as well, like in this boxing scene, they cut it up a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like it was like boxing fight, next scene, boxing mm -hmm. fight, different scenario, like you, everyone's different storylines. And I feel like they the should have let it, um, so as soon as we get the first punching scenes from the boxing, we cut away to Betty going to the film society. And one thing I wrote down, which I thought was kind of funny, is he refilm he refers to Betty as girly. He's like, go to the film society, girly. And I just was like, okay, like I liked that. I thought it brought a little bit of modern times to Riverdale. <laughs> it brought some great misogyny to Riverdale. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but so he lets them know that the film that she brought in of her dad is being played in room 317, which happens to be at like the end of the hall. So 
they're walking all the way down the end of the hall and they see all these weird stuff. But initially, the one thing that I felt, I was like, this just really feels like a setup. Like, it's not a setup at the end, but it really felt like a setup. Something really sketched me out about that. And I even wrote underneath it, like, David is really sus. Like, he really was just, not just the fact that he has, like, this film festival rave going on, but there's just something really off about him Mm. I don't like. I actually Um, forgot to talk about one thing um, about the boxing match really fast, and I'll jump right back into the film festival slash rave in two seconds. But... I just totally realized on how stupid it is that they were boxing to join the military or sorry, to join the Navy. Like they literally did a boxing match to join a Naval Academy. Yeah. That was Veronica's (laughs) idea, which I don't know why she like was like, fight, like let the guy or the officer or the recruiter. Commandant, I think is what they say. Yeah. Let him decide not. And also who would go along with that? As like an actual like recruiter command it or whatever. Uh as as an authority figure, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, as like I really Archie would do it. <laughs> oh most it definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But actually after they uh start walking into the film festival, it cuts back to Archie and KO. And at this scene, Archie is beating KO. I mean, we can obviously predict that that's going to change because yeah, it's it the beginning does. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're walking around the screening and we're seeing all these weird videos. Like you see the video of her dad. You see the weird snuff film again. You see a video of just like people kissing. I think that's the only ones I can remember. And then just well, a bunch of... Ri- there was a big one that you forgot. Oh my gosh. And I was laughing so hard because if you don't remember, there was this really big part of the end of season three, I think, where people would shoot videos of them laughing because people are tickling their feet. Oh my God, I did see that. I totally forgot about that one. There was a video of a teenager getting his feet tickled, which was really gross. (laughs) That was a weird, (laughs) weird, weird part of the season. And I'm glad to know that it's on the black web now. So yes Uh, yeah i think what was weird too is that you just have a bunch of these random people walking around like they're it is a rave but it's also like i don't know it was just a hallway and they're just walking around in a hallway raving yeah like a school hallway it was weird it was weird but then we go back to the fighting scene and ko is now doing better as we predicted because it is riverdale um and then after he's doing better we cut back to the screening and she goes into the room with um the snuff film of them pretending to kill i believe i don't remember who they're pretending to kill but they're pretending to kill someone and they all these people in that room watching the screening have these have the creepy plastic masks on that are resembled in the video and then they take one of the and they're not moving though they're all just standing still, silent, and they take it's off all the, the mask. Other rooms where they have people like dancing super hard. Yeah, and then they manage to take a mask off of one person, and then this guy says, "Like, oh, the blonde princess is so much prettier in real life." Well, they, they don't say blonde. Pr- they say, I don't I don't remember what they say, but they something, something along in, those lines. It was it was whatever the sex tape was that uh, Brett produced. They said like the name of how he named Betty on the sex tape. And I was like, ooh, yikes. Yeah, that was just... Don't like that. Interesting. 
But then they, like, leave the room, and, because she punches him, and so they leave the room, and then they see, like, this, to me, it looks like a creepy owl mask on the sky. Did you think it was an owl, too? I I have right down in my my notes, creepy owl. Uh, And he has a, I don't know if you saw it, but he's filming them. Like, he has a camera on his shoulder, and he's filming them. So he's like, that's the auteur. Jughead's like, that's the auteur. We got to go get him. He starts running, and then they crash into someone, and he looks down, and that's Jughead's sister, Jellybean. And this moment really kind of got me shook because (laughs) I've never used that word ever. But (laughs) um, I I was surprised by that. I really didn't expect Jellybean to be here. Um, And I won't go too far, but we learned that jelly bean was invited by a friend who we don't know um but supposedly she's never gone to one of these things which i i can't believe that because jelly bean if you remember last season was also kind of getting the gargoyles and whatever um griffins and gargoyles um i feel like jelly bean has a dark side like her brother and it's just not it's just now coming to light something not good is going to happen to jelly bean I definitely agree with that and I actually but I actually appreciate the utilization of her character I hope they keep using it because I think she there is a lot that we don't know about her and I think she's a really interesting character and I'm glad to see that they're going to use her or hopefully are going to use her to explain this more because I definitely agree with you I I think she's good at covering up her tracks but I definitely think if she hasn't been to one before, she knows more than she's letting on mm. about this just being a rave. Which is kind of um, sad because I really like Jelly Bean. Really do. I do too. And I don't think it's um, like has malice intent. I definitely think that it's due to the fact that she doesn't want to get maybe her friend in trouble or maybe she doesn't know what she's doing is wrong. Um but I like her. I think we're going to get more from her. And I'm actually really excited about that aspect um, of the show. Yeah. So then we go cut back and they're like, um, okay, we're voting. And I, I wrote in my notes before they voted, who's going to win? Prob's a tie because it's a show. But then I was like, oh my gosh, KO won. Good attempt to Archie though, because he actually didn't give up mm-hmm. as usual. But then it goes to Archie giving attitude to the recruiter or commandant. Yeah, the commandant. Um, and that he says he's not applying in the fall for the Naval Academy anymore. And we're just left off with that. Like, well, he walks away. Yeah. But not. But they really. Not, yeah. He said he says something to Archie and Archie flips because he says it. Because as you remember in last season, Archie lost his father. And when the commandant says, son, I still understand your, your blood's boiling. You just had a great match. He says, Archie says, I'm not your son. And that moment got me because it's just reminding us that Archie doesn't have a father figure right now. He's all by himself. His mom is not in the show very often. His mom's seeing another person right now. And it's Archie's not in a good place right now. And he was really like you could tell by Veronica. I mean, he was really betting on going to the Naval Academy. Um, that's because he he he's not able to get into college. He's not able to even get a naval academy sure he could join the military i guess but i don't think he wants to do that either so uh, he's in a rough spot and i i think completely agree with that but i don't like again this show is supposed to be like not supernatural supposed to be more based off of actual human life 
And I wish they don't, they wouldn't make Archie such a lost cause all the time. Like, there's so many other options, and I feel like they always just, like, blow it out of the water. Um, like, later we see an option that arises for him, but it's not a realistic option. And I wish they would have made oh, him a little I more... Know, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, a little more relatable, because Archie really represents, maybe not in full, like, boxing-wise and owning a match, but he represents a lot of what people or like especially teenagers can go through like losing a father losing a parent not doing well in school having all these external factors that really hurt your chances to getting into college and I really feel like they should have done more with him because they could have I think they could have given him and the show a little more substance by allowing their base of teenagers to relate to at least one character a little more you know and yeah and and I definitely agree to that and I think Riverdale and the CW as a whole, and not to criticize the CW, but I'm criticizing the CW. Um, <laughs> they create characters that a lot of people should relate to, such as Jughead, Archie, and what I'm about to go off with, Kevin, where for Archie, you have the jock who's trying to get into college. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. I'm sure people can. For Jughead, <laughs> he's kind of the loser, the outcast in society. Um, but eventually ends up getting a great person in his life and he tries to do what he loves still, which is right or something. Um, <laughs> and then in this case in point, Kevin as well, Kevin is, is homosexual. And I don't like that. Kevin's only personality is that he's homosexual. I know. I completely agree. I think, I think, unfortunately, that's, like, a really big trope in, like, almost every show. Because I think Kevin, they should have used him so Like, he is so much interesting. Like, he was brainwashed by a cult. Mm-hmm. They never... I think they really could have done such good work if they had explained how he got manipulated into that cult a little more. How he recovered from that. How he's getting back in society. How her friend's going to trust him again. Mm-hmm. You know, they completely skipped over that. Like, yeah. obviously being brainwashed by a cult, I don't think is always your choice. Like it is, there's a lot of the psychological aspects to that, but I think having your friends come back and just trust you automatically can be hard. Like you have no idea what he, if he's like, you know, going to come back and be like how he was before. And, but they never go into that because all they want to showcase is that he's gay. And mm-hmm. that is the only thing about him is that he's gay. Yeah. And, and I, I, I just think it's a shame. Um, Cause you could tell a story with him. You could create a story with him. You can do whatever you want with Kevin. You don't mm-hmm. have to, every time he shows up in the show, have something about fangs or have something about how he's gay. Um, mm-hmm. I completely agree that with that. Irritates me because you have other people in the show, like Cheryl, who Cheryl is a bunch of things. She's obnoxious. She's arrogant. <laughs> she's um, manipulative. Manipulative. But um, <laughs> she's also, you know, she's also gay and no one really talks about that because it's whatever. It's just her relationship mm-hmm. As for Tony. I feel like Tony was set up to be a good character, but it's also now kind of the same thing, uh, except when it came to making whatever the serpent girl name was that I absolutely despise. But anyways, we're kind of getting <laughs> off topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so after like Archie gives the commandant some attitude, we go to see, no not veronica we see tony going to confront cheryl about her talking to her nana 
which I think that took forever for them to get to. Like so yeah. much has happened <laughs> since we found out that uh, Cheryl went behind Tony's back. But um, Cheryl's like, please, like Tony's like, I might not go to prom with you. But then Cheryl's like, please go to prom with me. So then Tony goes to prom with Cheryl. Um, and then we cut to Hiram wants to talk, wants Archie to be his deputy mayor. Because now that we know Archie's definitely not going to naval school, he's not going to apply to be going to naval school. Hiram knows that he's gonna, probably going to stay in Riverdale. He's like, watch over Riverdale for me. Mm-hmm. Archie Which, should never yeah. work with Hiram ever again. Never. And I'm like, why are you? This is just the same yeah. storyline over and over again. Mm-hmm. Archie trusts him. Hiram tries to kill him. <laughs> like, I don't Every know. Every time. Every time. I don't know why he keeps going and back. And it's coming back as well. <laughs> that same mm-hmm. thing is going to happen, but that's later. Uh, right now, actually, we kind of skipped over what's happening that when he gets that proposal and that's because it's prom everyone's going to prom and that's hilarious because we are high school seniors and we're never going to know what prom is like (laughs) i wrote that down (laughs) in my notes too i was like wow wow that's kind of sad you're 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 targeting the people who are never going to have prom which is Mm -hmm. just a low blow cw that's just that just hurts (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i have prom night and my thing i think reggie (laughs) spiked the punch which With i thought was fizzle weird. rocks That's i couldn't tell what drug. that was i thought that was fizzle rocks which was the drug that was going around in like season yeah. one yeah which i was like, like okay That's dark it's not even like alcohol or whatever it's like straight up drugs because <laughs> the thing is they like never again it's a loose end it's mm-hmm. a minuscule detail in this one scene that they're not going to rep- replicate because it's prom and you're not going to replicate a prom but then they leave it loose. They never tie it up. Why is he spiking it? Is it related? Is there another drug ring happening? Is there, if it's not a drug, why did he do it in the first place? Does he want something to happen later? Like Reggie's, I don't think is mean spirited, but he definitely is someone that could have secrets that they mm-hmm. never try to open up about, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. But, but before all of that, there is all the montages of, the girls and the guys coming out in their suits and dresses. Cheryl's dress was quite something. Um, <laughs> never be allowed to have any prom at all. Definitely but not. Anna Rose has such a sweet comment. She's like, I would take a picture, mm-hmm. but you look too much like an angel. And I'm like, oh, you're so nice, Nana. Um, then it's Archie and Veronica. Archie and Veronica look kind of mundane. Honestly, I thought they didn't have the best outfits. Um, he gets the opportunity and then when they're taking a picture uh archie's mom says say end game and we already know at this point it's like what because like at least three times in this episode when ko is talking to him at night when um other times that i can't remember they really set up (laughs) or yeah no when when they're leaving the thing and archie doesn't say i love you at first Uh Um, really like it's really a kind of an awkward kiss or whatever um you know that Endgame's not not happening. I think what was interesting about that is that Veronica wasn't in that headspace yet of... Yeah, Veronica, as of right now, doesn't know that the song was written for Betty. Yeah. So, But she still didn't say Endgame. She just smiled. Yeah, so that's true, actually. I thought, no. was so, I thought that was so interesting. <clears throat> excuse me. Because I was like, she has no idea. She still is like, I... Like, this... Right after that montage... We learned that she went to defer college at Barnard to stay with Archie. 
she is for Endgame, yet she didn't say it, which is so weird. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I also have in my notes, though, before she learns that, I was like, I was like, Ronnie's going to defer college for a man. I say, no, no, like, no, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, that like, I, I, if, if, if I was in that situation, I would have the same exact answer as Archie. I was like, no, you're not doing that. But anyways, we're still at prom. Um, or sorry, no, before that, Betty looks super, super pretty. Okay. Betty's dress is so pretty. I love it that is. dress so much. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, I actually thought for, uh, like for a show with as weird of a fashion sense as it does, I actually thought they did kind of okay with the prom outfits. Like I thought they looked okay. Except they looked pretty Cheryl's. good. Cheryl's was weird. <laughs> I think it definitely is not a prom dress. It's a pretty it's good dress, for Cheryl. It's good for Cheryl, but not a not a prom dress. Mm-hmm, definitely. For sure. But I thought it was a nice dress, but mm-hmm. just not for prom. Um, um, but yeah, I, I'm trying to see if I. Oh, uh, Kevin has a toast, and it's like, "Here's to surviving this crazy, stupid town." And I was like, "I like that because this town has been super f- stupid, crazy, and weird." <laughs> so mm-hmm. I and that's all I have for my notes for prom. Yeah, because then it looks well at prom. Actually, that's what Archie. Co- I have all caps. Archie comes clean about the song. Oh my gosh! And at prom, you couldn't Yikes. have waited. Yeah, that's what I, yep. that I was like, why didn't you wait? Like, I understand it's eating at you, but now, I mean, I don't remember if they have a junior prom, but now when she thinks of prom, she's gonna think of oh my god, I just broke up with my boyfriend at prom. Yeah, it was really and then. Bad. To make it even worse, Cheryl and Tony are prom queens. Good for them. We all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And then they're like, but I want my friends to join us in the prom court dance. And that includes um, Veronica and Archie. And now they're forced to dance in front of everyone after they broke up. And it was just so awkward. Luckily, they though, look stone cold. Like they mm-hmm. look like they are corpses. It was. Yeah, so, it was. And and I'll, I'll elaborate on this later as well. But um when i i don't like archie and i don't like veronica but seeing these moments i'm like this hurts like this <laughs> not feel good watching this um but anyways something happens at prom bella yes yeah, so luckily for them the awkwardness is cut short because all the lights go off and then a snuff film is playing and then random people come in and start raving and on that snuff film um it's these people killing the owl with a sign that says David. Once again, David is the Blue Velvet Tapes owner. So they're killing him. And I even have in my notes, what is happening right now? There's well, also, so much. They're playing Psycho Killer as well, which is like one of my favorite Halloween songs. And I'm like, okay, so whoever this is or whoever these people are, they are psycho killers. I mean, they are going to kill people. And I'm excited to see bloodshed in Riverdale again. <laughs> well, one thing that really, I think, shocked me about the scene was no one was moving. They have a history of people being murdered at that school, yeah. in the school play. Yeah. Um, I can't remember any of it, but they have a history of death it at the school. And no one- was Moose's girlfriend. That was yes. a kill, by the way. Uh-huh. That was yes. so scary. But they like, all these people, I'm like, you guys have a history. You were at the school and that happened. Why is no one moving? Why is no one doing anything? It almost Lockdown, gives you lockdown, s- lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It almost, 
And also, I was like, I know it's supposed to not realistic, but I was like, how did all these people get in? Like, at our school, you got to be ID'd, breathalyzed. Like, if you bring a guest, they have to mm-hmm. have a form. Like, all this stuff to get in. And I just thought it was so strange, especially seeing that there's a history of death there. Yeah. And why was no one doing anything? Once again, like, leave. Leave. Do something. Go hide. Yeah, go hide. Yeah. That one bothered me the most, honestly. I'd be so out of that room. (laughs) So out. Actually, actually after that, because I was thinking, I was like, how are they still in high school right now? So I have, how are they still in high school is the real mystery. Like, that is really... What is the they most? They do not look like high schoolers. I don't think they ever no. really look like high schoolers. But and I really, I don't know what was happening in that scene that made me just think about why they're still in high school. But I really was like, this has been so long. Like, I think I started we started watching this in like middle school. Yeah. How are they still in high school? Like yeah. I don't understand. Well, what I think is weird is how are they? They're seniors right now. We are seniors right now. They don't look like seniors right now. Um, they I don't, think... and they're not doing any of the senior things. Mm-hmm. You could have argued as well that maybe in the first season they could have looked like seniors because they did look younger in the first season. Mm-hmm. But they were like either sophomore or freshman in the first, se- first season. And they're not that. Freshmen and sophomores look like middle schoolers. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> they definitely do. It's like, definitely. Crazy. Like, I, that was just interesting. But yeah, Archie and Ronnie are breaking up now. But then I say, oh, thank goodness Ronnie is going to college because she decided that she's not going to stay in Riverdale. She's going to college, which I think is best for her, um, which I assume this is the last season. Mm-hmm. So I hope so. Much... I hope so. I don't know what they're going to keep dragging it on to if it's yeah. not the last season. But I definitely think it's good for her to go to college. It'll be a clean slate, hopefully. Yeah. Excuse me. But then we cut to... Betty and Jughead, they're going back to the video store because they want to figure out if they can find who gave the snuff film to the school or who started playing it. Really quickly, um, like I said before with Veronica and Archie, this moment was actually kind of sad because they were together the longest out of this whole entire show. They've even Mm -hmm. lasted longer than some marriages in this show, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, it just kind of goes to black. And then a Domino's ads plays. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back and it's just the most intense music of going into the blue velvet. And that that Domino's ad was the justice <laughs> of what this whole entire show was for me. That it's a sad moment and then it's Domino's. And then also this podcast is not brought to you by the CW or Domino's. Um <laughs> But yes, we was... do have the free version, so we got all the ads in yes, between. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we we gave them their ad money. Um, yes, we did. But yeah, I I thought it was super funny to get the, a Domino's ad after. <laughs> it was, oh. I did not. I wish I had a Domino's ad. I don't think I kept having this ad about like growing plants by saying "Let it grow." I was like, "What is going on right now?" It's kind of lame. I, I yes. think Domino's was better. I wish I had the Domino's one. But <laughs> so yeah, they're going to the video store. And then we see that that video camera that was perched up on the owl is recording them. Now it's in place on the floor, but that's all we really get. Like there's not much to that scene. Um, but once then we cut to Veronica crying to her mom, explaining to what happened. And I have, uh Oh, Hiram looks mad. <laughs> Hiram looks up and he looks scary. And I'm like, if Archie is dumb enough, to go back to Hiram and take the position after literally breaking his daughter's heart. I didn't even think about that. 
Oh. He looks so mad. I'm like, he's going to go again. He better not. They. I really hope they don't just give him the same storyline because you know what's going to happen. He's going to try to kill Archie again if Archie he goes back. better not take that job. There's no reason to take that job. <laughs> I think, not work for yes. your ex-girlfriend's dad. Who has tried to kill you multiple times. Yes. Like, I don't understand. Yes. Dude, but, talk about exes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then... So Archie's going home. He gets to his house, steps on something, looks down. It is a film. He gets a film and he plays the film. And it's a film of him being held at gunpoint and pops. If you remember from one of the earlier season when he's being held at gunpoint, but I think it was the Black Hood, right? Mm -hmm. That was the Black Hood. Yeah. He's being held at gunpoint, which after that, that, that's the end of the episode. But I think the thing that stuck out to me the most is that we know that this person knows who these people are, but that means that this person has had to know them for quite a bit mm-hmm. because I, I mean, they don't really publicize that Archie was held at gunpoint. They have it in multiple seasons. So they, this person would have had to known them for quite a bit of time for them to know that Archie was held at gunpoint for them to also know that this would affect Archie in this like scary way, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think that's where we left off. That and yeah. th- that's it. That's the episode. Um, mm-hmm. as, as you can kind of tell, going back to our first impressions, there was a lot that happened. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, open questions. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of stuff that doesn't work for me. A lot of stuff that does work for me. Surprisingly. Um, overall, if this is what the future of Riverdale is going to be this season, I'm actually I'm the thing with Riverdale and me. Um, and I, I suppose. I, I don't like it for every season. <laughs> it disappoints me, um, except for the first one. I love the first one, but every season after that has been a disappointment to me um, just because it's just not shot the same way and it's oversaturated. But film aside, the stories just have been too confusing and not that engaging. But for this, I feel like I am invested in who the auteur is, more invested in than I probably was for the Black Hood, honestly. Um, though I was interested in the Black Hood, I would be more scared of the Black Hood if he killed Archie's dad. That would have been a good villain. But the thing is, the Black Hood did not kill Archie's dad because the show is gutless. But um, overall, confusing a lot. Was not the biggest fan of this episode. Uh, my favorite part of this episode was the Domino's ad. So <laughs> that says it all, I suppose. I... I don't know. I didn't. This episode definitely was not my favorite, but I, I, I know you said you didn't like the ending. I liked the ending. I think it gives a little bit of like wonder, like what is happening, what is going to happen. And I think that's good because oftentimes first episodes, I think even last season, the first episode, I was like, this is going to be awful. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I know I need to watch the season because I'm already four seasons in. I'm invested. I put mm-hmm. myself through all that. Like I'm yeah. going to finish it out. Yeah. But this episode, I definitely think it's not the greatest. It doesn't intrigue me that much, but it intrigues me in the slightest that I'm going to keep watching, which I yeah. think is good. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm in that same boat. I'm yeah. I'm, gonna be invested i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna keep doing this podcast for you guys so you can hear my cynicism when it comes <laughs> to Riverdale. um but at the end of every pops cast episode and thank you for tuning into the first episode of pops cast uh yes. at the end of every single episode we are gonna go look at 
some five of uh, five different awards that we are going to give the episode for different scenes that it award that I'm not explaining this very well, am I? Uh, <laughs> we are giving awards to different scenes in the episode to highlight some of the craziest moments in this episode. So the first award is the NSFW award, which if you know that it's not safe for work. Uh, Riverdale does not shy away from being a little bit scandalous at times. Um, this <laughs> one, I kind of have a little bit of a joke, not real answer, because there wasn't any sexy scenes except for some off comments from Veronica and Archie, of course. Um, so my <laughs> NSFW award, Bella, which Bella does not know, um, is Reggie in a leather mask <laughs> and the tickling feet at the film festival. Stop! Why did you remind me of the feet again? I hate those that. were the that. NSFW scenes. Uh, you cannot watch those scenes while you are at work. Bella, do you have any N- N- NSFW? <laughs> um, because again, I mean, this was kind of a clean episode. I mean, there wasn't too much. I think if there's one, I honestly, I agree with you. I think it's that feet video. If yeah. I were at work and I saw someone watching that, I would just quit on the spot. Like, I yeah. cannot be here anymore. I just gotta <laughs> yeah. leave. Like, too traumatic to see that mm-hmm. again. But I definitely agree. I think that one. Up next, we have the SYP Award. This one I created myself, and I kind of wanted to add a lot of, uh, I don't know what they're called. It's not anagram. Is it anagram? Uh, where, where, like, you have a bunch of words put into, like, LOL, laugh out loud. I don't know. Anyways, this next award is the SYP Award, which means to beep your pants award. Um, this beep your pants award, which is intended to be like a scary moment or a surprising moment is when jelly bean was at the film festival i was like excuse me jelly bean is at the film festival say what you know <laughs> so, that was i think that was i definitely think that was shocking i think the most honestly i was kind of scared when when they had the party and no one was moving the thing that scared me is not that not that or at prom not that the people were there the thing that scared me is that they weren't moving or like the people at the prom weren't leaving and that something was gonna happen to them because they weren't doing anything i think that was the thing that was like oh god can't watch there you go the edgiest award for me this episode goes to the film festival slash rave i just think the idea of a film festival slash rave is hilarious <laughs> i've never mixed those two words together and i'm very surprised by it um and and there wasn't a lot of Jughead in this episode, so there wasn't a lot of moments to be edgy. Bella, what do you think? Sadly. Um, I didn't really think about this one, honestly. I I don't even know. Because I really think there is not much edginess without Jughead. Yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And funnel and funnily, that's not a word. And hilariously <laughs> enough, that was the only part that Jughead really was in. The Yeah. Grave. Um, and then finally, my favorite award, actually not my favorite, that, this isn't the final award. Um, the Archie is an idiot award, which is my favorite award. Uh, this moment goes out to telling Veronica about the song slash kiss at prom. Wait, that was mine too. <laughs> That's so dumb. Archie, why so would you dumb. do that? You ruined prom for Veronica and you probably honestly could have gone without saying that because either way, I mean, they were doing the whole Archie and Betty thing to 
like I don't know, save one of them, save Jughead or something. And I don't know. Betty, I know Jughead was not in this episode as much, but Betty definitely did not say anything. She looked at Archie like, "Oh my God, why is she singing this mm-hmm. song that you wrote for me?" Yeah. But she didn't go until like Archie just has such a bad conscience, and it really. <laughs> gonna kill him it's gonna it should have already killed him but it's gonna kill it's him almost killed him more than once yeah honestly um and the final award one that we came up on the spot just a couple minutes ago is who is the auteur award this one's gonna go out to every single episode where we have our theory about who the auteur is uh, obviously we're very very early in the episode in the season so there's really no way to find out entirely but bella who do you think is the auteur so actually, I know this is probably very premature, but I think that the auteur is going to be Mr. Weatherby. And I will explain why. Because, again, he came from the Colts. And mm. something about him seemed very suspicious when he was talking to Betty. After all, Betty is the one that saved him from that Colts. Yet he had no appreciation or no comfort of seeing her at school. It was a very, like hostile interaction something fishy about him yeah yeah something very fishy about him and i know it's again very early to assume Mm -hmm. but i definitely think he could be involved yeah i i i i agree with you that's not who i put down um who i put down for the who is the outdoor award is hiram lodge i don't have a lot of reasons that i could say that why it's hiram lodge but honestly it's because i have no clue i feel like we haven't even seen the auteur in the show yet Mm -hmm. Um, i don't think they're going to do a fake out like they've done in previous seasons where they just introduce who the excuse me the killer is in the middle of the season uh like they they just bring up a new character in the middle of the season who the killer is or whatever I don't think they're going to do that. I hope they don't do that because this is probably the last season um, because a lot of actors are kind of dropping out of the show now. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. my opinion. um, I don't know. I feel like Hiram's clearly doing something behind the scenes and I don't, I honestly don't even know if it's related to the auteur, but hey. I hope it's not. (laughs) That will be hilarious if I'm right. I hope it's not though, because I think wasn't he behind one of the killers in a past season or something? I think he's part of the Gargoyle King or whatever. Yeah, like I don't want him to do that again. Like, dude, we get that you don't like Archie, but stop. You're the mayor. Like, please. Also, I don't understand if he's not in jail. Like, ugh. He's he started the season in jail and he's or actually he wasn't even in season one, was he? He was in season two. That's what it was, because he was revealed at the end of season one. <laughs> and now we can't get rid of him. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for today's episode of the Pops Cast podcast. Thank you for so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, my name is Will Courtney. You can find me on a series of other podcasts. Case in point, my true crime podcast called Fox Hollow, available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I also have an interview series called Carmel Conversations now on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as well. So you can make sure to listen to those. Bella, you also have some stuff of your own. Yes. Um, so I have a podcast called Quarantine with Me and Me with my brother on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. It is a short podcast, but definitely check it out if you're interested. For sure. And uh, I can actually attest to that, that Quarantine with Me and Me is a podcast I actually got the chance to edit for a while, and it was a lot of fun to edit um you should definitely listen to them they have some funny funny antics in that 
Um, <laughs> I have that down. Name anything of importance for the next episode. Honestly, not really. In the meantime, because as you may know, we are a little bit behind on the actual episodes. At some point in the next two or three weeks, we will be dropping all of our episodes to kind of catch up to where we are at currently so we can be giving you a companion series um, right when the episode comes out. Oh, my Siri turned on for some reason. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I've been Will Courtney. I've been Bella Barani. And thank you for listening to Popscast. We will see you next week. <laughs>